hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am, first of all, very excited because hopefully I sound really nice right now because thanks to one of my amazing listeners who uh, was so generous and donated for me to get a new microphone. So hopefully I do not sound like your dad trying to talk on speakerphone anymore. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I hope that you guys enjoy the sound of my wonderful voice. Um, Anyways, today I am here to talk with Danielle Hanneman. And she was in a bunch of MLMs. And we're going to talk about MLMs. We're going to talk about mental health. You know, the drill. So hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. (laughs) So great to see you. Yes, so great to see you. So uh, what started you out with MLMs? Oh, excellent question. Okay. So I actually was born into MLM, which I think uh, a lot of my friends and family like never heard of it. Um, but I grew up with it. So my mom is what I like to call a serial MLMer. I don't know if that's an actual term. I would like to take credit for it, but maybe I didn't, but I call her a serial MLMer. She, when she was pregnant with me, got into a company called Shackley and it's uh, predominantly like supplements and nutrition. It's been around since like 1950. It was started by a chiropractor. Um, and I mean, like vitamins, protein shakes, that's the jam, but she had really bad allergies and they have this alfalfa supplement that's supposed to help with allergies. And she wasn't allowed to take allergy meds while she was pregnant. So she got into Shackley as one does, as one does. So she was, uh, and, you know, and they worked well. I mean, I grew up taking alfalfa for allergies and chewing it like a weirdo with like a green mouth, like horses eat alfalfa and there I was, but whatever. Um, I think I turned out fine. So, so she was in Shackley and she was, Shackley was like her longest running MLM. Um, and like the terms MLM and direct sales weren't even really commonly used. Uh, but she did like, I literally, it's probably in my scrapbook. Um, and I'll preface this too. I'm going to talk quite a bit about like my mom and my relationship with her and we'll focus on how it dovetails with MLM. Um, my mom is a narcissist who my therapist and I suspect has borderline personality disorder. We have done a group therapy session with her and my dad. Um, she does not want to pursue further interactions and doesn't have a formal diagnosis, but just like to set some context, like some of the stories I tell, there is both a mental health and familial history and MLM coming in. So I want to be careful with that because I don't want people to walk away and be like, MLM always ruins families. Cause obviously like there's more nuance than that. Um, 
but yeah, she was always in some MLM or another. And like my mom's one of those people who could sell, I don't know, high heels to the Kroger cashier. Like she would hand out business cards in the checkout aisle of the grocery store, like all the stuff they tell you to do at convention. And you're like, I'm never going to do that. Like who signs people up on airplanes? My mom, my mom does. She has successfully signed up customers for multiple businesses on an airplane. I mean, just flying to convention. I mean, everything was a tax write-off. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, it's, I mean, you have a captive audience on an airplane. You can't right. move. So you're then you're anywhere. like stuck there sitting next yeah. to the person who's trying to sell right. you this thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, how can I get them to stop talking? And then they're right. so excited. So you bind their excitement. Yes. And you just, it, you, you boil each other up and you know, she's like this cute, charismatic four foot 11 has adopted kids and all these stories. And it was like, yeah, I'll buy your jewelry and alfalfa. I don't know. And so she, like my mom could sell something to anyone. Um, I have, I think I have like a newspaper clipping in one of my, she was a big scrapbooker, which I think was it scrap. There's a scrapbooking MLM, right? Was that like creative memories? Is that a thing? I think that there is, I'm not positive what the name okay. is, but that I, sounds like if it's not, okay. I'm sure it will be now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it, it at least used to be an MLM and my neighbor did it. My mom didn't do that one, but I remember her going on like annual scrapbooking cruises. And like she made me, I'm one of eight kids, by the way. I'm the oldest of eight. I have five adopted siblings, two biological. Um, and we all have scrapbooks and they're beautiful. Like she spent a lot of time on them, but I have a newspaper clipping in my scrapbook of my mom and like I think it was like a mustard colored big shoulder pants suit in the early nineties with like little four-year-old me next to her in her home office. And they're like, local woman sells vitamins to neighbors and friends. I don't know. I don't know why you would write an article about someone doing an MLM, but they did like she, she there's, she's my newspaper. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Right. Cause I feel like back in like the eighties and nineties, it was like, not, nobody realized what it was really. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm sure like probably like Doug Brooks or somebody new. But yeah, right. And you know, and you've got this like innovative entrepreneurial, you know, the, the term mompreneur didn't come up until recently, but like, it wasn't easy to work from home prior to the internet. Like you're using a actual telephone yet of people's actual phone numbers. Like you're collecting someone's phone number in the checkout line at the grocery store and then calling them back and interviewing them about health concerns. So she did Shackley for a long time. Um, she also ventured out into a couple of like non MLM things like, and my mom is a true entrepreneur. Um, MLM is a vehicle for people who are entrepreneurial, like bound because all the product and stuff is already set up for you. It's really unfortunate because it sounds so good and it is too good to be true, but like that's why so many of us get into it because you don't have to create and source your own product. You don't have to do all the branding, but like if you enjoy just peopling and helping people, great, here you go, direct delivery. Um, but she, like she loved to cook. And so at one point we lived in Florida and she had, had this like bread baking business where she would bake a bunch of bread and like sell it at a little farmer's neighborhood market on Saturdays. Um, and then she at one point was doing meals for people. So she would cook for like our whole family of 10 and then also do, you know, like meal prep before it was cool, but she had a couple neighbors who she meal prepped for. Yeah. But like, so she is very entrepreneurial and, um, always doing something new and kind of like the perfect target for an MLM because she is outgoing. She is charismatic. She, can talk to a wall and they will buy things from her and not feel bad about it. Even if they never use it, they'd be like, wow, she's such a lovely lady. And like, I got this candle, how great, you know, like it. And so um, it, it really is kind of a dangerous industry in that way. Cause there are some people who just get sucked in. Um, 
when <laughs> when I was getting married, I was in a support group. I uh, my husband and I, by the way, I'm 33. I live in Athens, Georgia, with my husband Andrew, who works for UGA, the university here. We both have our masters um, from UGA. I'm a double dog, so my bachelor's is in child and family development. My master's is in nonprofit management, and my husband's master's is in social work. Um, you guys are people after my own heart. Yeah. So like, so, so, so fun. And then we have five and seven-year-old daughters. And so when we were getting married, like we we're, you know, we're both taking heavy coursework in human development and psychology and all this stuff. And I'm kind of starting to go like, huh, there's some dysfunction here. There's some, oh, there's a name for that. And ooh, there's a name for this. And um, so I was in this support group for people, literally, it's just a support group for young women coming out of dysfunctional families just while trying to plan my wedding, like, because it was so nuts. But um, one example of, and again, I just want to like preface my MLM story by saying like my mom and I never had a super great relationship. And um, I would categorize our relationship as abusive. Like she was verbally and emotionally abusive, um, spiritually abusive, physically abusive to some of my adopted siblings. So like, there's all of that that carries into part of why I ended up in MLMs with her. Um, but when I was getting married, I was stepping into my wedding dress and my bridesmaid says, hold on, hold on. And grabs my mom and says, Hey, Danielle's getting into her wedding dress. Do you want to help, help her finish? And she goes, no, thanks. And turns back to my grandma. Cause my mom had like self-published this cookbook. Um, <laughs> and she was selling my grandma a box of cookbooks. <laughs> And so she was like, she had this like a box of 12 of them in this tiny little bridal suite with my three bridesmaids and my photographer. And she's handing my grandma this box of 12 hardcover cookbooks with her face on them and like collecting a check. And then um, my, my photographer was part of our church small group at the time. And they're like lovely. They uh, live nearby as well. And she, she was like, after the wedding, she was like, you would not believe it. She's like, your mom came up to me and had the balls to complain about why she didn't have more pictures of her helping you get ready. And she goes, and I had to say, well, it's because you didn't help her. <laughs> but like, so, um, so as the oldest though of eight and like, you know, you want your mom's approval. We did, we had a really tumultuous relationship, especially once I hit puberty which is very common for daughters of narcissistic mothers. There's some great books on it that have been helpful for me um, that I can just tell you afterwards and you can stick them in the show notes for people who might be interested. But like trying to have a relationship with someone who's not really fully capable of unconditional love and is threatened by other people's success is really hard, right? Um, and so we butted heads a lot, especially as soon as I hit hormones and all that good stuff. Um, and we had a lot of like major family familial trauma with stuff that was brought in by adopted siblings. And um, there was a lot of sexual abuse within and around my home and just like all kinds of stuff. So my mom had a lot on her plate too. Um, but when, so I got married, Andrew and I were 24. We got married while we were both in grad school, our first year of grad school over spring break so that we could go on a honeymoon and then come back to classes as one does. Um, and then we got accidentally pregnant and found out a week before he finished his MSW, or he had just finished his MSW, but it was a week before he started his first post-grad job as a foster care case manager at DFACS, which does not pay well and is possibly the most stressful job on the planet. So like, um, is that like the state agency? Yeah. Um, so department of family and children's services is what it's called in Georgia. It's DCFS or DFCS or, but, um, yeah, so he was a foster care case manager. So he had a caseload of, I think at his peak, like 35 kids and he had to go to court for each of them every month, do the home visits, 
um, placements with foster families, prospective adoptive families, um, all of the hearings when parents are trying to get parental rights back, he had to participate in all of that. Um, so he lasted in that job about, I think, 10 months maybe. And we had our first daughter. And so at this point in time, we both finished our graduate, like my degrees in nonprofit management, which you'll be shocked to learn is not a super profitable industry based on the name of the degree. <clears throat> Love to help people though. Big fan, big fan of helping Daniel. <laughs> um, so, so like I'm very pregnant, had not landed a full-time job out of grad school yet. I have been in fitness as a sidebar for over a decade. I started teaching spin classes when I was 21 so that I could have a free gym membership because I knew I needed to work out for mental health and I couldn't afford a gym membership. And my, you know, school was scholarship and like, I'm one of eight kids, like you're just limited on what you can do. Um, so I've been, I've always, that's always been kind of like my side gig, but as Nick probably knows, like, especially when you work for someone else, like I was working 35 hours a week at a gym. I had private training clients, group, personal training, uh, classes, but like no one, no one does benefits. No one does healthcare. Um, and when I told them I was pregnant, this like admin job that was about 12 hours a week of my pay that I had been doing for like a year, suddenly they didn't need it anymore. It just disappeared. Um, so I ended up in this EEOC dispute with the gym I worked for because I mean, like literally, hi, I'm pregnant. What's our maternity policy? You're fired. Like it was ridiculous. Um, but so, so to set the stage, right. And I, I realize not everyone's experience is quite that dramatic, but like you go into parenthood and you want to be able to support your family. And I love working, but you start doing the math on, I was, um, I ended up getting hired at a local tech college. One of my personal training clients was the Dean of general education. Lovely woman was set to retire in April. I was due in March. She for sure knew I was like five months pregnant when I interviewed for this job. And she just pretended she didn't notice and hired me anyways, because she wanted someone to help her prep for retirement and get everything in order for the next person. And she was like, I don't really care if you're still there after April, because I'm retiring. So it was lovely, but it was $11 an hour. And like, you can't pay for childcare to go to work for $11 an hour. Sure can't. Sure can't. It's not a thing. Um, and I know everyone in anti-MLM has touched on this, but like MLMs really target moms and particularly part of why I, th I think it's so prevalent in America, like it's in other countries, but the better the healthcare is and the better the maternity care and the postpartum care and the paid maternity leave in a country, the less prevalent MLMs seem to be. I'd love to see some like concrete studies on that because I think it's, Ooh. right? Think about it like MLMs in Finland versus in the US. Uh, I have a buddy whose wife is Norwegian and they moved to Norway when they got pregnant with their first and they still live there because she gets, I think it's like 18 months of paid leave with each child. Um, and I'm sure she's a love, but that's just, that's just how it works. And then you go back to work, your job is there for you and they have three kids and they're all healthy and happy and thriving. And imagine that, yeah. Imagine, imagine. imagine right? So, um, I, so I get pregnant, I have this baby, Andrew takes two weeks of paid paternity leave that he's accrued, you know, paid time off with defects. And then he leaves our house with his little two week old firstborn baby and goes straight to the hospital to reclaim a newborn infant from a mom who's on cocaine. And it's like her fifth child, they're all in care. And she is severed all parental rights, like before the baby even exit her body. So he's like standing there holding this less than one day old baby that he's taking into foster care, knowing that in order to place for adoption, this baby does not have a great future. So he hit an absolute just like mental health wall. And was like, I can't be here anymore. Um, 
And so I was like talking to my mom about it and you're like, I need to do something. But again, I can't work $11 an hour and pay for childcare. Like that's, that's uh, not feasible. And so my mom was into this at that point had gotten into another MLM. Um, she was in Shackley for a long time between Shackley and me having my baby. She did, there was a gas pill MLM, Danielle, where like they sold the, they're like vitamins for your gas tank. And you would, <laughs> you what? <laughs> you would, I'm not even, I don't know what it was called. They lived in Orlando at the time. And you would allegedly, allegedly, you would put this, this horse pill vitamin thing in your gas tank when you filled up and it would stretch your gas. So you should, you drive further because the fuel is healthier for your car with the thing I don't know don't ask me I didn't do the where is that now where is that now I need to look it up right I mean a gallon like come on give me give me give me the magic gas pill I bet you could make some money selling magic but she did that for a while and then she was with a company called origami owl which is like the big jewelry and she did well like I think she earned she was probably with them for at least three or four years she earned incentive trips at least two or three years in a row like she did really well um my sisters and I exclusively got locket, necklace, bracelet things for every holiday for that. She's like, oh, you're pregnant. Here's a locket. And I was like, I get migraines from heavy things around my neck, mom, but I'll hang it in my bathroom. So wait, um, I want to go back to Shackley for a second, because when we were yeah. offline, you were saying that your mom like essentially signed you up. So were you a ghost account for your mom? For Shackley? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. She had eight kids. So like she hit initial ranks like that in every MLM she ever joined like that in this. Yeah, we'll we'll chat more about ghost accounts because I, I don't know details for all the MLMs. I am certain that I had an origami owl account that I don't know about. Maybe gas pill. Who knows? Um, I might have I might not have been might have only been like 15 or 16 when she did that one. I can't remember. Um, but she did origami owl for a while. And then that company had some, you know, a lot of these MLMs have shady business practices and then they go under and everyone mass exodus is. Which when you're in it, though, you think like, oh man, those owners ruined a good thing, but you don't realize this is literally an industry thing where they sell out and then buy out. And then this company used to be that company. And it's just like a turnover of the same key players. Um, so by the time I had Eden, my mom got into a company called Jeunesse, which is like a, a jeunesse. It means it's like the fountain of youth. It's an jeunesse, an anti-aging uh, brand. And I'm 26 years old and like two months postpartum. So like not your target demographic for anti-aging eye cream that makes wrinkles disappear. Um, but she got into it and was just like, uh, not hounding me, but my, so something to know about, and maybe it isn't just narcissists, but like narcissists in particular, like when my mom got into something, that's her whole world. Right. And when it was cookbooks, it was at the exclusion of everything else. So I've spent a lot of my life with like my mom locked up in her office selling Shackley and my perception, ignoring her children or selling cookbooks to my grandmother and missing out on my wedding. Um, so now I'm home with this baby and I'm teaching group fitness classes like twice a week, but you know, only in the early 5 a.m. before Andrew goes to work, because again, childcare and 18 bucks an hour before tax, like you can't pay a babysitter for that, um, especially considering there's travel time and setup. But anyways, um, so she starts talking about Jeunesse and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And she says, okay, but you need to look at, I was like, mom, I am 26 and postpartum and I'm not sleeping, but I don't have wrinkles. Like how am I going to sell anti-aging eye cream? You can't do a live demo 
making wrinkles disappear when you have none. Like that's not a thing. And she said, well, they have like a sports nutrition line. So they have these BCAA uh, branch chain amino acids, which are really good for helping build muscle. If you're into it's a very normal supplement in the fitness world. Um, and then a protein shake and, and some other, they're like three little fitness supplements. So I looked into them expecting it to be absolutely ridiculous ridiculous. And they actually, I liked the, I liked the products. Um, they were, they didn't, I have, I get migraines from just about everything. Um, sidebar, my therapist told me that everyone she works with, with severe developmental trauma has major, uh, autoimmune and like sensory stuff. So like, I can't smell candles without my, anything synthetic, like candles, plugins, laundry detergent, like major sensitivities. I had a bunch of food allergies and I have celiac disease, which is a chronic autoimmune issue. Um, but so for me to be able to use one, let alone three supplements with no reaction, I was like, oh, this company must be pretty good, right? So, so I agreed to come on board with my mom and she did the thing where she's like, well, I'll pay, you know, I'm like, Andrew is a social worker and I don't work right now. Like I'm not paying $250 for a starter kit. Um, but she was like, well, I'll cover the starter kit. You just come on with me. Um, and again, my mom's one of those people, if I get people in a room, she'll close them. Like I, you know, I would invite and create community and she would show up and teach the class or whatever we were calling it, the meeting, whatever it was, and close them. Um, and Jeunesse was one of those MLMs. It was a, you know, there's all the different ridiculous structures and they're all predatory and, and horrid. Um, it was one of the, oh, B20 is the same, it was one with, uh, it's not a unilevel, it's by. Oh, I don't know about. what it's called, but like they have two legs. There's two legs, yeah. And the idea with the two legs is the people above you are always putting people. And so supposedly you're getting spillover constantly. But I will say, like, if you think about it, if there's a person at the top and you're 10 levels removed from them and you're on the inside leg, you don't get any spillover from any of the big wigs above you at all. So like, if this is my mom and she puts me here, all of her people and their people are rolling over on the outside of the pyramid. And I'm just like hanging out in the middle of the pyramid, making no money. And I remember bringing that up and being like, this see like a super oily man above my mom who sells anti-aging products and doesn't use them what like how do you no 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 you make money it's fine but what was compelling about Jeunesse is they had they were one of those companies that has big incentives for new people so they had this thing where if you hit a certain rank and a certain volume whatever in the first two months there was a five thousand dollar bonus and I was like cool I'll just do that yeah right because we got a baby. So I, with my, we started when Eden was two months old. And I guess I did Jeunesse till she was like five months. I did it for three months. Um, so started in within the first two months, hit the bonus, got the $5,000 check. It was great. Um, I flew to Orlando with my two month old and a baby wrap to go to like a con convention thing with my mom. Um, Jeunesse got bought out by Mona V, which was a company my mom had like bashed for years because she was in Shackley and she was like, oh, and we were like, oh, I thought you didn't like these guys. So like there were some, some warning signs, but $5,000. And again, I really liked these products, but when we're at this convention, they had this like rah, rah dude in charge of hyping things. I guess I'm not a rah, rah person. I like science and studies and facts weird right and uh he was like yeah awesome and trying to hype up mona v people it was really odd but i i remember asking some questions and they were like we're gonna make the products more affordable and we we're like how are you gonna do that and he was like we're gonna change sourcing and da 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 and um the initial products were like non-gmo soy for example right because there's all the stuff on soy and estrogens and people have blah, 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 blah. um but the person who had been in charge of the product line was like a 
registered dietitian and a triathlete and super knowledgeable and like always answered questions about things. She disappears from the company altogether. You can't get a straight answer. The product prices drop, their ingredient list changes. And I was like, ah. And at the same time, as this is all happening, I hit my $5,000 bonus. And then I go into my third month and I'm working the exact same amount I had, which is probably 15 hours a week because I've got a newborn, right? But like my mom's coming over to help and, and whatnot. So probably 15 hours a week. Um, I was treating it like a part-time job. And so I made 2,500 one month and 2,500 the next, and then $240 or something like that the third month doing the exact same amount of work. And it was like, oh, I hit the only valid like income bonus situation there is in this whole structure. I'm not working 15 hours a week for $250 a month. That's not a thing. So I quit and my mom might've done it for a little longer, but again, like they were changing product ingredients and stuff wasn't even working anymore. And you're like, well, that's hard to sell when it doesn't work. So she left that and did something in the interim. And I was like, ah, I've got like, as, and I don't know if like, you don't have kids yet, but like babies get more mobile as they age. So a lot of stuff they try to sell to moms. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was super, I won't say easy. Like they don't sleep great, but like Eden was a happy baby and she's a people person. And so she would just sit up there and, and like, look at people and smile and folks loved it. She was great. Um, she started crawling at six months and walking at nine. So like, you can't take a nine month old walking baby to a convention. You can take a three month old sleeping baby. But so we're hitting a point where I was like, this is like a lot more overwhelming. And I, I don't want to be out of the house for three hours at night doing parties at people's houses. Um, so she talked to me into trying one more. And it was this company called Gina Alexander. And they did, oh, I should have brought them upstairs in my daughter's room. I'll send you a picture of these bags. They were cute. Um, I'm not like a, a stuff person. Like I own three pairs of earrings and I haven't worn them in like 10 years. Like I live in my messy bun. I wash my hair twice a week and I work out and I enjoy it. It's fine. Um, yeah, there's like one style of clothing that fits me. These mom jeans don't look cute on me. So I just will wait till skinny jeans come back in and I'll wear mine until then, regardless. Like I'm not your fashion go-to is what I'm saying. Um, but this purse company, my mom got really into it and it was like, they had these totes and these nicer purses. The bags ranged from like, I don't know, 50 bucks to 150 or something. Like they were by no means designer level purses. Like and they were customizable. So you'd send them a photo and they'd print the photo on the bag. Well, so like we got these, you know, like birth or family photos of my like three month old. And my mom's like, can you send me that picture of you and Eden? And she shows up at my house with like this big tote bag with like my kid's face on it. I was like, look at this new company. And I was like, mom, okay, but that's really cute though. Fine, fine. I'll, I'll try one more with you. So um, we were not very successful. They were in pre-sale and it was like a thousand dollars to join you got five purses and a founder's position or whatever so we did that and like three months in the company still is nowhere closer to launching and then we all start doing some research and one of the ladies discovers like this is the third time a company named Gina Alexander has launched in California in the last like five years like every 18 months they were running a new MLM pre-sale launch collecting thousand dollar checks from multiple people as founders and then being like, oh, I'm so sorry. It didn't work out. We can't launch after all. And then they would like let it die down and they would do it again. It was a total scam. There was no actual back office, no nothing. Um, and at one point we got a bag, uh, we did a coin purse or something and we opened it up and like, mom, there's a tag that says made in China. And their whole thing was that they are uh, made in the USA. 
And so like, they were just sourcing canvas bags with photos printed on them for like 20 bucks from China. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. And so anyways, so I probably, and I don't like, I have so many MLM stories. Those are the key ones, but I just tell you that to set the stage to where it's like, I was like, I'm all done. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with direct sales or MLM or network marketing. No, 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 no. Thank you. Leave me out of it. Um, and so she did a couple of other things, but I was, for, I was, and it was like stuff that was not even remotely relevant to me. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I, absolutely not. Um, so I ended up getting a job as development director at a local nonprofit. It was like 16 hours a week. I would go into the office two or three days a week for shorter hours. And we had a baby and it was really lovely. And I worked that job for a year, got pregnant with my second daughter. Um, and then when she was born, she was the most difficult baby. I love her to pieces. She didn't sleep longer than an hour and a half at a time until she was over 11 months old. She didn't sleep through the night till she was like three to four through the night being like one to two wake ups. We were exhausted. I thought I was going to die. Um, my, my like immunity went out the window in her first three months of life. We probably had three sinus infections. Um, we were passing back and forth yeast infections and mastitis and um, just all of the, she had thrush on her tongue and then it would, she exclusively breastfed. She wouldn't take a bottle. She wouldn't take a pacifier. I had like, come, I went back to work at three months and had to like go into the office for three hours at a time and come home because I'd have to nurse her leave and come back. Like she would not take, she would starve and scream. Um, so it wasn't super great for my mental health. And at this time, my mom joined doTERRA um, and she was like, hey, I started this. And I was like, no. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Don't come at me with your scams. GTFO, right? And so she mentioned it probably three times. And then I was like, absolutely not. And so she dropped it. Um, and then me being the like responsible Googling human that I am, I was like, I'm going to do research and prove that this is another scam. And so I started digging. And unfortunately, what I ended up finding is that like Young Living is a dumpster fire of an essential oil company with a lot of lawsuits that are easily accessible on the internet and a crazy founder who manipulated all sorts of people. And there's a lot of stories to back that up. And, and they've gotten in trouble for like, oh, what was the thing? Uh, it, the endangered, the Lacey Act. They broke the Lacey, Lacey Act for endangered species of plants. Like they're illegally sourcing oil. Yeah, like the, the federal government sued them for X amount of money or find them because they were sourcing some plant illegally, like all kinds, and it's readily available on the internet, but, but I couldn't find stuff on doTERRA, um, which is a pro So like for, for your listeners, MLMs are all bad guys. They're all, there are some lovely people on them. There's some wonderful humans. I get it. Like I was in one, I think I'm an okay person. I've met some of my favorite people in the whole world via MLMs. Like but the model itself is predatory and it's just like how well does the wolf disguise itself in sheep's clothing young living does a terrible job disguising itself if you look into it on the front end um doTERRA does a really good job there are not nearly as many horror stories about them um everyone i met who'd used doTERRA and they're they're well known like a lot of chiropractors a lot of naturopaths a lot of actual massage practices use their oils because they are good quality products um MLMs can be bad and still have good products, which is annoying, but also true. So I started doing research and ended up kind of like selling myself on like, oh, well, maybe I'm, I'm reading all these testimonials about people who are like, my immunity has improved and, you know, all the health claims that we know we're not supposed to make and they make anyways. Um, but I was freaking desperate with the kid. Like I, I couldn't, I'm back at work. I'm sick with my third sinus infection. I have it at the time 
Finley was born when Eden was 20 months old. So I had two under two and nobody sleeping and everybody's sick. Yeah. It was, it was a, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The face uh, that Danielle's just, making. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like being a mom is just so hard and I know that most of the people listening to this podcast will absolutely give moms credits but like I still don't think that moms get enough credits because you're expected to do a 24-7 job and right. also I, if you choose to work then you're or have to work then you're also doing uh however many hour yeah. other job you know it's just a lot it's so much it's so much um so I ended up I think I, my mom probably didn't mention again to her credit. I think I reached out and was like, fine, I'll try your stupid oils. Like I had a great attitude about it, right? Like, can your oil cure my attitude? I don't know. I'll try this. So she was like, oh, great. I'll give you a starter kit and like brought it over the next day, which at the time I did not think of as weird. But remember when we talked about like, she has eight kids and like, were we all signed up for things? Well, (laughs) turns out- she already bought oh, yeah. a starter kit. She signed me up with my social security number a full month before I even agreed to try oils. She was already building a business under me. Like I would have gotten a 1099 at the end of the year and been like, oh, what the flip? I don't work this business. What do you mean? I have to report this on my taxes. But unfortunately I didn't, I, I was sleep deprived and I didn't pick up on this. Like three years later, I said something about like, oh, I've been doing this since March of this year. And then I like went into my doTERRA back office and was like, oh, February 1st. Like I definitely didn't. So like, I was so mad. Um, oh but anyway, so I started, God. yeah, no fact. Um, now, did she at least like build you a nice down? <laughs> she started. Yeah. And now mind you, like, so with doTERRA, you have to have three legs and two of my legs were two of my other siblings. And one of them is like my adopted brother who is a month younger than me and is at HVAC tech. Like I know for a fact he is not using oils. He has no interest. I, I don't think she told him or asked his permission. Um, Cause it got to the point where later in my business, I had to call him and be like, Hey, uh, I don't know if you know, like mom created this account for you and I'm trying to like run a business, but I would like to slide someone who wants to do the business into this. Did you know you have a deterrent account? And he was like, no. Nah. I was like, okay, are you cool with like canceling it? So you don't end up with tax repercussions for, you know, it wasn't making a ton of money, but like some money he was like, yeah, like what? So, but I had to like email him and he had to sign the paper thing to sign his account over. And I had to do it with one of my sisters too. Um, But we start building this business and I will say like my mom again is very charismatic, enigmatic, can sell anything to anyone. And she was good at selling people on the business opportunity. I have never in my life been like, you know what, you could do this full time, sell oils from your living room and educate. Like that's one, because it's not true. Most people can't. Um, but I have been in fitness for a decade. And so I have all this, my local community, there are a ton of people who like took a spin class with me once a week for five years. And we know each other's names. We're not super close, but like I have a fairly wide, warm market because of that. Um, and I really enjoy, uh, one of my top five strengths is learner. Like I love the education. So oils, like I started learning about aromatherapy and the actual, which like, and unfortunately or fortunately, um, I do still use oils. I actually do like them, but kind of the unfortunate part of the MLM piece is aromatherapy is a really valid mental health tool. Like it's, it's really helpful for a lot of people. Um, and there's a lot of science, but there is a lot of research on it and it's been around for a long time. And so, but that validated doTERRA, which is an MLM business model. And so it's like this sort of, uh, 
guilty by association, but backwards, like they were positive by association because they were using practices and th- you know, even supplements, right. there's nothing wrong with supplements. Some people mm. do really well. Some people don't need them at all. Yeah. Um, they're way over prescribed and way over recommended. And you should talk to your doctor about what supplements you need, but like and way under-regulated that's my and way under-regulated. Yeah. My yes. issue with the supplement oh, company sure. is that like you can pop open certain supplements and there's a piece of Viagra oh. in it. You have no idea what you're getting. Yes. You're, you're just taking, you're paying to take chalk. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a good point. Um, but if they're, you know, like I go, I, my doctor, that uses supplements for a lot of stuff and knows that I tend to react to most meds. So she tries me on supplements first, but it's like doctor recommended and she's verified them and she knows which reports to read and, and what, what is a valid study put out by a company and what is an MLM being like, Hey, this study came out. It's not third party. It's like your, your sister-in-law in your basement testing oils, whatever. Um, anyway, so I did doTERRA. I did it for three and a half years. Um, and my thing with, with, MLMs that my husband and I just agreed on, like, we're not into debt. Not that anyone is, but like, I have massive anxiety around debt and we, I'm homeschooling my kids. And we've always been like, if it's not working, we got to do something different. So I won't go into debt for a product or a company, like won't do it. So we were like, you know, we'll give it two months. Like you got to build a little bit, but if I'm not netting in the green, we're all done. Like I'm not doing this buying inventory and, and all that stuff. Um, so with doTERRA, I actually hit, I started ranking, I hit premier, which is their like first kind of real rank in two months. I hit silver, which pretty small percentage of people ever hit in nine months. And I hit gold in 18 months. Um, and so in 2020, I think I made like $35,000. Um, like I could pull my W2, but for 15 to 20 hours a week at home with children, like it was a valid income source for me. And, and that's the only reason I say that. Um, I'm mostly... I really enjoy education and I wouldn't say I enjoy sales, but I am okay with like, Hey, you have requested something to help calm you down at night. You like the smell of lavender. You can put it in your bath. It's $20. Here you go. Like, I'm not going to sell someone stuff they don't need, but I'm okay with selling people things they do need. Um, Yeah. I mean, well, I think that's the whole point of any sales, right? Is that you're trying to sell people things that will better their life or enjoyment of life or whatever. Like you're there to help people. Yeah. Even if you're and I think that's bags, like you know, yes. you're like they're These fun. To help you with playing hacky with sack. Play. I don't know. And family time, right? But yeah, there's all exactly. And so it's like again, that's a downside of MLM too, because they'll attract people who really are passionate about what it is they're selling and like your heart's in the right place and there's nothing wrong with the product and people are enjoying it, but the the back end is so gross. Um but my, so my mom burned out pretty quickly. She was not impressed with the amount of money she was making for the amount of work she was doing, which is fair, <laughs> you know? Um, and so she decided to quit, but she like caused kind of this huge ruckus about it. And so the, the timeline, I was with doTERRA for about nine months when I hit that rank of silver for the first time, um, which I was, I probably got to where I was making like about $1,800 a month. Um, and I was still working part-time for that nonprofit. There were some issues. They were having a transition in leadership. It was just a, kind of a rough place to work at the time. Lovely people, but like stressful. And then I had these two young kids at home. Um, and so there ended up being a situation at work where Andrew and I sat down about it. And he was like, you just like come back in five years, but you don't have to be in the workplace right now if you don't want to. So I put in my notice and quit because we could replace that income with doTERRA, which most people in MLM will never be able to say. It does happen to select few. It's very rare. Like this is not the normal story, but that was my story. And so um, that happened in like November. And then in December, 
my mom's upline, so the people she signed up under were people who she knew from Shackley, who had done really well in Shackley. And I would also categorize as narcissists, not very lovely people, um, just serial MLMers and very good at the, I mean, they've read all the self-help books. They know the words to say, to tell you what they need you to do, to buy into them. Um, my, my uplines at one point when I was new in doTERRA tried to roll out like a doTERRA training website. Like it's a specific thing and you log into your portal and you get like these tips and videos that you can watch and it'll elevate your doTERRA business and we're all like cool awesome and so they they like hyped us up about it in the little team Facebook group for probably a whole summer and then we're like all right it's finally live and for our downline it's only $250 and we were like I'm sorry you want your downline to pay for your training to train your downline on how to sell oils that you make money on? Like you make money off of all of us. So there was a lot of that kind of like, I don't know, the hun behavior, right? Where like you do doTERRA for long enough and then suddenly you're a, you're a lifestyle coach and an entrepreneurial coach and a women's mentor. And I'm like, you have, you have an English degree, which is fine. But all you've done is direct sales and you just, you're tricking people into giving you money is what you're doing. Um, so I ended up long-term having bad experiences. And with, at the time I, I was doing well in doTERRA, I wanted to do doTERRA. And like, this is what my family had for money at the time. I quit my other job. This is it. My mom goes through this big thing, decides she wants to quit and then kind of tries to take my uplines down with her and then take me down with them by default. And so she ends up like threatening to call doTERRA and tell them about all this stuff, which is fine. Like you want to report someone, report them, but don't drag me into it. I'm not doing it. And so what ended up, they ended up in my kitchen at like 11 o'clock at night. I have two children. I'm not sleeping. And my mom is saying to my husband, like, before we talk about business, how does it make you feel that your wife treats her mother the way your daughter treats me? And how does it make you feel, you know, the Bible says to honor your father and mother and your wife, the mother of your children. And so I come out and I'm like, get out of my house. Like, this is over a business. And so I was like, I don't care if you stay, if you resign, like, I don't care. I think what had happened is, you know, with all the, the structures, my uplines wanted my mom to quit entirely. So I would move up and benefit them more. That's what it boils down to. It did not impact me at all. I was like, I'm going to do my thing with my people regardless. Uh, my uplines, I think were saying, oh, but if you roll up, Danielle, we'll mentor you more. We'll be incentivized to pour into you, which is also icky. Like you should help people below you regardless. So I don't blame my mom at all for being upset with them, but I kind of got caught in the middle and then got into this like fight or flight response where my family's financial security was being threatened. And then all my mom's claws came out and our whole history of horrible relationships. So she ends up calling a mutual friend of ours who is uh, underneath me in doTERRA, but was my mom's age is my mom's friend. And my friend's like trying to talk her down. And it's like, is it worth losing a relationship with your daughter for like $200 a month? And my mom says, well, I have no love for Danielle and I'm done with her. Like I'm yeah. And repeated it. My, my friend was like, you don't mean that. She's like, no, I do. I don't need her. And I'm done with her. Um, so that started years of more frequent therapy for me um, with setting boundaries and current status. My husband and I don't see my parents or my children don't have a relationship with them. I don't use words like never. Um, but we've said like, in order to work through some of this, we would need to go through not one therapy session. We've done the one, but like a lot of healing and processes for me to even be able to trust that they be around my kids. Um, you can't revoke love from me and expect me to trust you with my children. Cause like, yeah, that's not cool. That's just not a thing that I'm, I am tasked with raising these kids. 
Um, but so it happened because of doTERRA. So mind you, I'm still trying to succeed. We're going through all the stuff with my parents. We end up obviously having a lot of talks and trying to rebuild. Uh, they end up selling their house. They lived 30 minutes away from me selling their house and moving to Florida. F it, peace out, empty nesters. That way they can spend it. And nobody asks them why they don't see their grandchildren more often. Cause they're like, oh, they just live in a different state. Um, and I'm trying to build a Sotera business. And so now these ladies who are above my mom are like on me all the time. Well, we started, so when she moved out, I started having these negative interactions with them. And it was, it was probably so many people have experienced this, but it's the like end of the month. Hey, how are you doing? Do you need any help? No, I'm good. How can I help you? No, I don't need help. I'm good. Yeah, but you haven't hit your bonuses. That's okay. I looked at my month and I was like, wow, I'm way far off of this. That's not realistic. So I'm not going to aim for that this month. I'm good. Okay. But I need you to buy in. And so I started, I mean, repeatedly hearing, um, if you don't hit your bonus this month, I won't be able to pay my mortgage or I won't be able to pay my children's private school tuition. And I was like, well, that sounds like a personal budgeting problem. Um, if it was someone in my downline coming to me and freaking out because they're in a financial struggle and can't pay their mortgage, obviously my response is going to be different, but like, don't tell me that your poor planning is my responsibility. I'm at home raising kids. So all this, so there was like some repeated stuff. And then kind of the straw that broke the camel's back with doTERRA was in December of 2020, my dad got COVID and then got double pneumonia and ended up in the hospital for like three weeks. Uh, Almost didn't make it. My parents don't talk to me. My mom's calling my grandma, telling her that I'm a horrible daughter and haven't even checked on my parents. And my dad's going to die without a relationship with me. Um, and so mid-January, and I, I did call my dad and tell him we wanted him to get better and hoped the best. And he said it was so meaningful to him. And I haven't heard from him since. Like he just, you know, um, that he's in a relationship with my mom and they've set their boundaries and it is what it is. Um, but so like, so a lot to deal with. So in January, and as you know, like MLMs did really well in the pandemic and then stuff started opening back up. And nobody wants to be on Zoom for a 45 minute essential oil class on mental health when they can leave their house again. So I did really well in 2020. And then January 2021 rolls around and it's like, we have new leadership and people don't know if stuff's gonna change. And and you're kind of one step forward, two steps back. The pandemic's dragging on only longer. People are afraid to spend money. Like it was a bad month for everyone. So mid month, I reach out to my now two uplines. They were two above my mom. Um, both women, both from Shackley. And I'm like, hey, it's January 15th. I am like nowhere near hitting even my normal base. This is probably going to be the worst month you guys have seen for me since I started doTERRA. And my dad's in the hospital. He's got COVID. I don't know if he's going to make it. Um, I'm getting phone calls five a day from my siblings and my aunt and uncle because they all know my parents don't talk to me, but they want me to be filled it. So I'm getting like over input on this. And I was like, I'm going to clock out for the next two weeks. And I just want you to have time to prepare because I know it impacts your, your bonus. Great. No problem. Last day of the month rolls around. Hey, Danielle, I need you to order X amount. And I got the, if you don't do this, I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage. If you don't do this, I'm not going to be able to pay for my kids' school tuition. So I end up sending a voice message and I'm like upset. And I was like, I'm voice messaging you guys. So you can hear my tone. Like I'm upset, but like, I'm hurt. Like you guys know my family history, you know, what's going on. Everyone has a bad month every now and then I was super upfront with you that this wasn't going to be the month. How dare you pressure me in the last 24 hours when I'm trying to keep it together and like not become a crazy psychotic mom to my children while I'm also dealing with like, maybe I'm never going to see my dad again. Like doTERRA does not matter to me right now. Figure it out yourselves. 
well, could you log in and place this order? And so they wanted me to gather login information from multiple different people. I ended up doing the math. And I was like, in order for me to make a $250 bonus, I would have to spend $480. That, that doesn't, that's not math. That's not even math. That doesn't make any sense. That's horrible business. And I was like, you know, Andrew and I have that. We, we, ne- we will not spend more than we make. I'm writing this month off, but I'm not going into debt for doTERRA. It's not a thing that I'm willing to do. And they came back and gaslit me and were like, oh, I just, it sounds like you're judging the way we do business, which first of all, like it's not business. So to be clear, if you're in an MLM and you are spending $800 to make $1,500, that's not business. There is no, who was it? I heard this on a podcast recently. It might've been on Roberta's, but someone said like, there is not a car salesman in the world who gets his friends and family to buy a car every month so he can hit his sales quota. It's not a thing. You can't just sell cars to your husband over and over every month. So you get a bonus that it doesn't work in any other industry, right? Um, It's not a thing. And so there's this huge falling out and they both basically were just like, I'm really disappointed in your attitude. I thought you were better than this and cut me off. Um, doTERRA runs BOGOs three times a year. So in February, I hit my baseline goals, didn't hear from them. March, we had BOGOs, hit my goals, didn't hear from them. April, after a BOGO month, everything crashes right back down. I'm, and so I'm nowhere near my goals. April 30th, hey girl, how's it going? Do you need any help? And I was like, no, I was really clear. So we end up in this cycle of like, I, and um, let's see, three years in a row, I earned incentive trips. So my uplines aren't earning these. They're just making people below them do all the work but I'm in the top two to 300 enrollers in doTERRA three years running, which there's like millions of people in this company. So not that I'm, but like, that's how hard I'm working is for context. So I end up in Mexico in May of 2021 with Andrew on this incentive trip. And you're, we're getting, you know, you like a lot of the leadership is there. So we get to know like their VP of sales. And um, towards the end of the trip, I reached out to him and I'm just like, Hey, like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but before Andrew and I got on the plane, we were thinking about quitting doTERRA altogether. Like it is not a healthy environment for me. I have way too much family stuff to also have like mama drama with female uplines who are my mom's age, who my mom signed up with. I had never met them. My mom signed me up with my social security number without my knowledge or permission. A month be like, I shouldn't be on this team. What can we do? Can me and my people move? And oh, you can do an exceptions request and blah, blah, blah. So they give me all these instructions And I follow them to a T. I tell my team, here's what we're doing. We're going to sit out for this time period. And then we'll come back. If you sit out, you can come back with us. If you don't, no harm, no foul. Like I know I could walk away and lose everything, but just for my mental health is what we're going to do. Well, my upline like screen records the video because I guess her husband was still in my Facebook group, even though I'd removed her. And they send it to corporate and corporate, like right after I resign, legal calls me and it's like, you're in trouble for cross-recruiting and you're never allowed back in the company again, per paragraph three of whatever. Um, so literally I have an email from a doTERRA employee, my account manager, and I'm like, can I do this? Yes. Can I do this? Yes. Can I do this? Yes. Actually, we said six months, it's 12, my bad. No problem. Like, I I mean, bullet point, like I'm, if you're into like personality tests, I'm at Enneagram one. I am very, (laughs) like I, I cross my T's and dot my I's. And so like, I'd gotten all this information before I put info out there, obviously, um, so they're coming at me. I have like a voice recorded phone call with the head of compliance. It's like 90 minutes long and dude is gas. Like I'm crying. Andrew is yelling at him. And my husband is a social worker who does not yell. Like I didn't know he could yell until this phone call really. Like he's so mad. Um, 
in this time, my paternal grandfather passed away. He had stage four liver cancer. My dad's parents both got COVID last fall, almost didn't make it. Like all the stuff's going on and they're like coming at me with all the stuff. And then I find out that my upline is committing tax fraud. So she, when one of the reasons I resigned, she in like June of last year, one of my front lines, who's a good friend of mine, she's a single mom. She's an awesome human. She was in the middle of a refinance. And, you know, they tell you like, you're not supposed to make any major purchases during a refinance. She gets this text. Thanks for your doTERRA order. It's just shipped. And she's like, I didn't place an order. So she logs into her account and there's an order on her account, billing and shipping to a name in Utah, a man she's never met or heard of. She was like, what the, so she's calling doTERRA's customer service. And she's like, I think your system has been hacked. Like she's freaking out. And they're like, no, it wasn't hacked. It looks like someone placed that order on your account. She was like, how? You're supposed to have the last four digits of my social security to be able to use my account. Like, does someone have my social security number? Like she's freaking out. So I go straight to doTERRA's compliance department because I've been communicating with them about all this mean girl stuff. Like there are pages of emails with screenshots I have at this point. And they're like, yeah, we'll look into it. And like, spoiler for anyone listening, there is not a direct sales MLM company in the world that will prosecute or do anything in the name of fairness for any sort of mean girling, bullying, toxic behavior. Um, they're like, sorry, you're a 1099 contract work it, We can't control that. If it's bad enough and they're concerned it'll impact top level people's bottom line, you might hear, we spoke with so-and-so and they're sorry. And we're going to give them a second chance. Um, that's what I heard. But there's no, no one ever gets fired. No one's going to get removed because if they remove your upline from her position, it screws with the person above hers bonus and the person above that. Like there is no, there are no consequences. Um, I've never actually heard of someone fully getting kicked out of an MLM, except if the MLM doesn't like what that person is saying about them and they might remove them, but not for, does that make sense? Like not for, yeah. 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 And like, I've also heard like low level people, like if like somebody mm. like really low on the totem pole says like something really racist, then they'll. Yes. Oh, for sure. Making yeah, yeah. an example out of them. But you know, if somebody at the top says something really racist, as we've seen, uh, nothing happens. Second chances. Yeah. We give them a slap on the wrist. So, so my downline's freaking out. I get together with compliance. Anyways, we end up tracing it down. What happened was on the doTERRA runs commissions on June or on the 15th of the month on the 14th of the month a corporate employee placed an order on her account billing and shipping to our uplines uplines upline this person is the number one wellness advocate in all of doTERRA um they own so many doTERRA related businesses and all this stuff I don't, she had never heard his name before because his wife is the one who's like the face of their doTERRA business. Um, but a corporate employee without confirming with her, that was fine. It was like a $17 order too. Um, places an order. And when I checked at the end of May, I was qualified for a $50 bonus. If I'm making 50, my upline's making 250 and her upline's making 1500 is how this one bonus works. Um, because of this like 15, $17, 15 PV order, they backdated it to May 31st. So orders placed June 14th, but then it says it applies to the commission period, May 31st. And I go back to my May commissions. Suddenly I'm qualified for my $250 bonus. My upline's qualified for her $15 bonus. So this $17 purchase that was made on someone's account without their knowledge or permission made her $1,250. 
It, yeah. What? Oh yeah. And we have screenshots of everything. So we send it all to compliance. Like all of it. I was like, this is tax fraud. So my, my front line who, again, she's a really intelligent businesswoman. She works for a car dealership. She has a marketing degree. She's a lovely human. She's raising wonderful young men in the world. Um, she was like, I make a certain salary this, and it made her $50, which is not the end of the, you know, people. And they love to be like, oh, well, it's a free $50 for you. And she's like, you don't understand if I make X amount in a year, it tips me into the next tax bracket. And I'm a single parent with two kids. And sometimes that might be worth it, but I know exactly. And like I said, I'm an Enneagram one. I'm a little neurotic. Like all of my friends are budgeters, are debt-free people. We are OCD neurotic with spreadsheets. Like I know where my money's going and maybe that's not the norm in MLM, but it is on my team. And so they're talking to this well-educated, intelligent businesswoman and going, oh, sweetheart, it just made you a couple extra dollars. And she's like, that's not how this works. I didn't consent to making 50 extra dollars, right? Like you, it could, it could. And, you know, even um, if you make $600 or more a year, you have to pay taxes on it in the U.S., so that could have tipped her from 550 to 600. Who knows, right? Um, but they totally meant, I mean, they treated, and then they wouldn't talk to her about it. They would talk to me and be like, and tell so-and-so that it's okay. And I was like, you tell her yourself. She called you directly. Like, absolutely not. They were ignoring her calls, trying to root it through me. So ultimately, someone from compliance calls her back. And it's like, hey, so we spoke with my upline and she's so sorry. She's not going to do it again. Um, so if you want, we can do a clawback, meaning they would take the bonus that shouldn't have been earned out of like the next pay period. Um, and they were like, but just so you know, it doesn't just impact her. We would have to do it for everyone. So that would impact Danielle and that would impact. Her. So I'm just laid it on thick. Like all these innocent people who made their bonuses are going to end up with negative bonuses next month because of you. Are you sure you want us to do that? And she was like, no, I shouldn't even be asked. Like you're the company, just do the right thing. Do what you think is right. And they're like, well, we warned her. So we think that's right. And she was like, whatever. So, so she walks away. She doesn't even lose a dollar for creating committing tax fraud. Um, and then at this point I had resigned and I'm getting all the nonsense about uh, cross recruiting. And I was like, well, like, okay, but like, this is a U.S. fraud tax problem. Like, okay, you're mad at me because you think I broke rule. I one here's the, yeah, whatever they're focusing on that. And then I have my downline log into her back office. And I was like, since I'm gone, when I left, I made sure I like, when you leave an, uh, MLM with most of them, you can either transfer your account to someone else, or you can refuse to with doTERRA, if you don't sign an account transfer, you're supposed to just be like a dead spot for 12 months and then it disappears. So if I had three people under me after 12 months, I disappear and those three people become front lines of my upline. So my whole thing was part of why I quit. She was harassing my people consistently. She and my other upline stopped talking to me from like February to April of that year, but they were going to people below me. Um, I had a downline who is a, another, obviously all my friends are lovely humans. She's a lovely human. And she's a mom of six in homeschools and she had a miscarriage. So a lot on her plate. And on the 30th of April, she gets a message from them. Hey, um, you need to place a 200 PV, which is 200 plus dollars order today, or Danielle won't meet her bonus and her family really needs this. So she like panics and places like a $250 order on the last day of the month while grieving a miscarriage. And I was so mad. I like, 
And so that's all going on. And I'm telling doTERRA about this and they're like, well, okay. So I quit and I didn't sign the account transfer. I was like, I want my account to dissolve. That way I'm like, at this point I'm walking away. I don't, whatever. I'm probably never going to come back based on how the company's handling this, obviously. But if all my people just roll up, there's no incentive for my upline to keep trying to plug holes and get them all to buy stuff to make her money, right? It dissolves her structure. Well, my downline logs in in like July and is like, ah, Danielle, your upline's husband is in your old spot. Like she had created an account for his husband and they put her in the spot, even though there's explicit company policies that you can't have like two accounts for household. And then when I go to the legal department about that, they're like, ah, we can't really prove that it's her husband. And I was like, they just go to her Facebook. Here's a screenshot married to, and they have the same mailing address and the same last name. And it's like super specific in German. Like how many people with that last name do you know in this area of this state? None of them, you know? So, so all that to say the amount of like coming out of it, especially coming out of all the stuff with my mom and like, you can heal from that, but there's always, there's always going to be some issues, but being in an environment where you're supposed to have these mentors or disciples or whatever they want to call themselves in a normal work environment, you have a boss and it's their job to give you feedback, constructive criticism, praise, performance reviews, and then you leave at the end of the day and you can have a good boss or a bad boss, but they're your boss. Indirect sales it's your upline. And it's so much, even the terminology, the like crossline sisters, there's this family framework and it's a total misnomer because they are not your family. They're, you know, like these ladies are not my mother. They are not in it for my best interest. They clearly did not care about my mental health. I had direct conversations about it with them multiple times before even going to the company. Like if you cared about me, you would listen when I say, hey, I'm taking this month off, but you have my permission to, if you want to spend your money, go ahead. Um, but the, you know, they're both my mom's age. And the whole time I'm in doTERRA for four months, they're acting like, oh, send me pictures of your kids. And oh, you're doing such a good job. And this is my downline, Danielle. And she's what, like the, building this false sort of relationship, right? And then they're like, snip, 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 goodbye. And it was horrible. It was like losing my relationship with my mom all over again. And last summer I had like, I have not been at a mental health low like that since I was like suicidal in high school. Like my, my being on the phone with a company and having them like berate me as a human and question my integrity, like integrity is a big deal to me. Like um, I'll walk away from money for integrity. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't have to agree. Like I'm obviously a very black and white, all or nothing person. Like not everyone takes as much of a stand as I do. That's okay. Like I will die on a hill of justice. Um, I love that. That's my thing. That's my thing. And I know there are consequences for being as vocal as I am. And that's, I'm fine with that. But like, I mean, I was questioning everything. Like, am I, do I have any value as a human? Like, am I, like I'm as a parent, as a daughter, as a, like, because direct sales isn't supposed to be familial relationships, but they framed themselves as that. And they were there when my mom was, was cutting me out and they were like taking me under their wing. And so to then have like the second betrayal of like, now we're done with you. Like my upline upline sent me and Andrew this text and included her husband. And it was like, I'm so disappointed in the way you're walking this out. And then tried to use all this like Christianese. And I was like, how dare you? Oh my gosh. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I've just been sitting here with like my job Sorry. this whole time. I'm just like, what? Like this, your story has been absolutely mind blowing. And it's like, and the whole time 
I mean, I can't, I say the worst part, it's all the worst part. It's all terrible. But the whole time, like, I mean, and then I went through a phase where I was like, I feel icky even using these oils. Like I obviously have one of everything in my house. Thankfully we didn't keep a large inventory, but you end up with like a little extra. And like, I went through a phase where I was like, I'm not even opening a bottle, but then you're getting texts like Andrew's aunt uses a sleep supplement they use and it's helped her sleep better. Here's the thing. Uh, oils, supplements, if they're well-researched and you're not, like you said, accidentally taking a drug, you don't know you're taking, like the most effective medical treatment is the placebo effect. So I'm a big fan of like safe, natural things. So Andrew's aunt says when she takes two of these tablets at night, she sleeps, but she's been tracking her sleep and journal and like wearing the little monitor and like she sleeps better, her blood pressure's down. So then you get a like, Hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. How would, how do we feel about doTERRA? Cause I want to order more sleep supplements, but if we're not like, I'm not going to do it if it's hurtful to you. And you're like, of course I want you to have the stuff that helps you like here or whatever. But like, and so that's still happening, right? Where friends are like, Hey, like, where are we at? Are you? And I'm like, look, you have my permission to order what you need to order and use what you need to use that helps your family. Uh, but I'm like, personally, absolutely not promoting it. I will never, ever tell anyone it's a viable business model, but like, that's not a thing with other jobs too. Like if I worked at Target and was like, I don't love this work environment, I'm going to quit. My customers could still go to Target or my friends and family could still go buy stuff at Target and I would never even have to know about it. And they would just buy their stuff and and leave. Or if it was a horrid work environment, they'd be like, I'm not shopping there because solidarity. But the fact that indirect sales for years, people, I mean, my mom got Shackley messages from people for years hey, could you still order blah, blah, blah. And it's like, again, like so triggering. Right. It's the weirdest. And you're not like not making any money out of it anymore. Like it, it, it's the weirdest setup. It's not a thing that should exist. So. Yeah. Wow. Spiel. Well, that was quite a spiel. Sorry, it was long. No. I thought about how to condense it, but then remember I was in the car all day Monday and we have children, we're tired. So, <laughs> so this is what you get. <laughs> no, this was perfect. I'm- Honestly, like, woo, damn. Yeah. Um, Mental well, health. Yeah. Right. Is there anything else you wanted to touch upon before I ask you my final question? No, I think we probably covered most of it. <laughs> Poor <laughs> listeners. <laughs> like, oh. Also, I talk fast and like fire. Oh, no, I do have one thing. Okay. Are you ready for this, Danielle? What? Okay. It's actually kind of a question for you. Ooh. Do you know what the name Danielle means? No. Okay. I thought about, this is what I actually thought about in the car when I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk. Instead, I was thinking about the name Danielle. So if this doesn't (laughs) tell you everything you need to know about me as a person, when I was like, oh, eight or nine, my parents had these name meaning like plaques made up for, at the time it was just me. And I think I had four brothers. Uh, It was before we had any of my sisters. So we had these plaques and it was like our name and what it means and the origin and whatever. Like I'm big into name meanings probably because of this. And it was framed and they stuck it in my room. And so I could see it every night. It was like right across from my bed. And so it says Danielle and the name meaning is judged by God. It's like Hebrew origin, right? So for years, I'm not shockingly a neurotic perfectionist, which I've slightly touched on. I'm the oldest of eight, I'm like the super responsible one who always does the right thing, even at my own expense. Like I just was like, there's, there's just God's just walking around with flashlight on me, like, oh, she, oh, she did the wrong thing again, like judged by God. Yeah. And I, I remember finally telling my dad about it. I was probably like a preteen, 12 to 14, and being like, well, like 
why did you guys give me this name that means judged by God? He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I just all the time, like I can't do anything right. He was like, no, it means like God is my vindication. Like God is my judge. Like he will judge those who do you wrong. Like God has your back. And I was like, well, that's not what you hung up on the wall in my room. So I just thought that was kind of funny. I don't know. I was wondering if you'd ever looked into that. I have never looked into that. That is Oh my gosh. Talk talk about things that parents do when they think that they're doing something good. And like, it just is so traumatized. Personalized name plaque. So when I was pregnant, I was like, Oh, I like this name. Nope. Absolutely not. Like I'm looking up all the name meanings. So like my oldest Eden, her her first name's Eden and her middle name is Anya. Anya means radiance and Eden means delight or garden of delight. So her name means radiant delight. And then Finley, uh, Finley is Gaelic and it means fair-haired warrior and then Claire is English and it means noble or bright she's a bright fair-haired warrior but I was big I was like under no circumstances will we have names that could be misinterpreted like (laughs) absolutely not so yeah that was I was like we got two Danielle's on this podcast like I wonder if if I'm the only neurotic one who's been like walking around with this little like shoulder judge you know like my my inner critic is like me 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 that's so funny um okay okay that's it that's my thought (laughs) final question is what is your anti-mlmy and it does not need to make you cry oh thank god you know I could never cry from the lies they annoyed me so much um my five-year-old's in a why face and she'll be like mom what are we doing for dinner and like pizza why because we need to go grocery shopping why and she does it and it reminds me of mlm i'm like cut it out stop asking me that word um for me it's i mean mental health is like a broad umbrella term for it but like i said like i i've made so many amazing friends in doTERRA specifically i've met so many wonderful people on incentive trips at conventions and a huge theme i noticed is women with traumatic female figures in their life and so like I don't know if that's because those are just the people I was supposed to meet and interact with so that we could share our stories with each other, or if that's a bigger theme within MLM. Um, But I really think like it is unconscionable to set a company up in a way that on purpose blurs all of the boundaries between professionalism and your work life and personal life and your identity. Like your identity is not whether or not you're hitting bonuses and to have uplines with that sort of power over people. I hate it. It makes me so mad. Um, And even folks who are still in MLMs who love the company and love the products, like the stories that I hear about the mean girling and the abuse from up or from sideways or even from below, like it's not okay. So if you're in MLM and you're experiencing that, like I like want you, you are not the only one. Um, it is not normal, but it is common and it's not okay. And, and you don't have to live there. My dad used to say, this isn't your permanent address whenever something bad was happening. Um, so like, this is not your permanent address and you can get out and it's better on the outside. I really like that. It reminds me of something I said to one of my clients today, just like, you know, like you can kind of choose to like sit in that you know, like, I don't like that word choose, um, in that context, catching myself. It's yes. been a long day. Um, but you know, like sometimes, okay. sometimes, you know, you, you 
get to the spot where you're like kind of spiraling and it's like, okay, well, like there are choices that you can make that can hopefully mm-hmm. change this. And um, so I like that. I like that, that you said. Yeah. It's not your permanent address and the, the bullying and while you're in it, like it like your MLM cannot define you. It does not define you. And even the longer you're in, the more that's your world. Like so many of my best friends I met through doTERRA, like I was in it for four and a half years. And those are the people you travel with. And we do our annual vacations together because we're earning incentive trips. But like the good people are still my friends. They're still my people and they're still wonderful. Um, We're going to visit friends next month at the beach who I met through doTERRA. And we're not gonna talk about doTERRA but they're lovely humans who I still love. but that like, don't let an MLM take away your identity. It's not, it's not their place. Like in the same way that I don't like to see people stay in abusive relationships, like MLMs are abusive relationships and, Absolutely. Absolutely. and personal and work. And I think, I think that's why they're all just black and white, not okay. Like there's no, there are no exceptions. It's, that's the difference between like, oh, I don't love doTERRA and like, I'm anti-MLM. Um, because there's really no. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Do you want to, uh, put, or like say your Instagram handle in case anyone wants to reach out to you, if anyone connected to your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm double checking it. Cause I think so my it's at Danielle M Hanneman. So D A N I E L L E M h-a-n-n-e-m-a-n which sounds like the anemone line from (laughs) finding nemo but here we are um and yeah i check it pretty regularly on instagram um yeah would love to hear from people or just like encourage you if anything i said resonated like you're not the only one that's we're all in it together absolutely thank you so much you're welcome it's been a pleasure danielle all right everyone i hope you have a great weekend bye